0: Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever podcast. Uh, I'm your host Charlie Franson, and you know thanks for tuning in. Episode five. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's listened so far. Um, you know, today, you know, we I, in the past couple podcasts I looked at uh, the different people in camp, uh, kind of gave some ideas of what you might be able to expect um, at those positions in uh, spring training here. Uh, t- today, I want to look at a couple different storylines, um, to watch and some, some players to watch, um, specific areas, um, to watch and, and see what happens, um, moving forward. There's some interesting battles going on, some whole bunch of variables that could happen. And then even some guys to kind of, to keep your eye on is, uh, some people slipping or flying under the radar. So again, thanks for tuning in and, uh, get to it. Talk about storylines. So the first storyline that I want to look at and talk about uh, in camp right now is the battle for who's going to play short. Um, it's kind of a logjam right right now with three guys competing for playing time, uh, all with various levels of success and various skill sets. Uh, To start, you have uh, the two guys that played short last year, primarily for the Pirates, and that was Eric Gonzalez and Kevin Newman. Uh, Of the two, uh, defensively, Eric Gonzalez is way better than Kevin Newman. A lot more range, um, gets the balls that that Kevin Newman isn't going to get to. However, with the bat, Gonzalez really hasn't put anything together, um, especially in the last couple of years for the Pirates. Now, he was injured uh, some in 2019. And then last year, you know, he started out on fire. Uh, really was really excited about Eric Gonzalez. And then the bottom dropped out. So his that ended up finishing, finishing with a 227 average. Um, not anything. Not anything spectacular there. Um, And then you have Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman, in 2019, had a really good year and looked like he was worth that first-round pick uh, that uh, Neil Huntington spent on him. So he looked like he could be the shortstop of the future. And then last year... uh, his production really dropped off, and then he he ended up getting hurt. So, um, you know, last year he ended up with a two twenty four average, not, not, you know, in the same range as Eric Gonzalez. Uh, but you know, I, I think Kevin Newman deserves more playing time than Gonzalez simply because he's younger. Uh, I was actually really surprised that Eric Gonzalez was even offered a, a contract, I thought he would have got cut uh, at the end of the year um, to clear some roster space. Uh, so, I mean, he's still there. He still kind of factors into this. Uh, and then the third guy in this competition is Cole Tucker. Um, Cole Tucker spent last year out in center field, you know, and then an, an experiment there to kind of get him on the field more, see what he could do. Um, he has the athleticism, but he just looked lost at times out there. So I I think that's, you know, a failed experiment. I, I don't see them going back to that. Uh, you know, in his in 2019 and 2020 and in his, at the plate, it really didn't do a whole lot. You know, ended up finishing last year with a 220 average, um, one home run. But that was only in 37 games, so... Very small sample size there. If I were to choose, I would probably I would give the bulk of the playing time to Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman. If you're you know doing a a platoon type situation, getting m- more than one guy the you know playing time, those would be the two that I would go with, just because they're they're younger and management really needs to figure out uh, if these guys can factor into the success of the Pirates. Uh, I think they both have the ability. Cole Tucker is very good defensively. Uh, I think there's more to the bat than what we've seen. So I I think you should see those two play a lot more than Eric Gonzalez. And truthfully, I think Eric Gonzalez might have a tough time uh, actually making this team if Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman go through spring training healthy. Um, there's some other players I think th- that are kind of on that bubble. Um, guys like Phil Evans, um, you know Todd Frazier coming in really kind of made it even a, a bigger log jam in the infield because he's going to need time at at first base. Uh, you know, unless the unless Major League Baseball decides to let the National League have a DH, um, but even then, like it, it's a log jam of of position players. Especially in the infield, so somebody's got to go, and I would I would go with Eric Gonzalez. Like I said, kind of know what you have with him. I don't think there's. I think everybody else has a higher ceiling, and if Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman can, you know, if Kevin Newman can hit his stride and go back to being the two thousand nineteen uh, Kevin Newman. Um, Cole Tucker can get that bat a little bit more consistent. Uh, not only could they play into the future, but they could be trade chips. Um, there's a lot of guys coming up uh, in the middle infield for the Pirates. So that log jam's only going to get more and more <laughs> locked up and jammed up. There's there's a lot coming. So they need to really prove themselves and the Pirates need to, to prove themselves. And, you know, best case scenario, they both play well. And, you know, they're both still got a team control left. So, I mean, if somebody's in and Kevin Newman goes back and hits over 300 and, um, you know, he he could be a, a decent trade chip down the road. One thing that fact, factors in there, and I'll talk more about that next. Is Adam Frazier um, is he with the team out of spring training uh, I don't know if if he were to go, I think that that frees up a lot and allows uh, those three guys that I talked about to be on the field more um, and play more by getting one of them over over to second base uh, Gonzalez has a little bit more versatility. In that infield, he could play second, short, or third. So they may prioritize that versatility over, like, Phil Evans, but Phil Evans can really play any of those spots if, if you need him to. Um, so I think what it comes down to there really is, is what kind of player you want on the bench. Do you want a defensive guy or somebody who may have a, a little bit more pop in the bat? And I think Phil Evans showed last year in that little sample size that it might be there um, I think we want to I want to see more of that so I'd hate to get rid of Phil Evans um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how the infield plays out and like especially up, up the middle there like what, what happens you know if you know they open something up with trade you know if Gonzalez if all three if Tucker Newman and Gonzalez have decent springs. You might be able to to trade Eric Gonzalez. You're not going to get a whole lot for him, but a team might be looking for, uh, you know, a, a bench guy with some that could play anywhere on the infield. You know, you might be able to get a really low level prospect or, you know, somebody who's, you know, out of options. You know, you like him for the pen. Yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows? Baseball is a little unpredictable with, with that type of thing but um, no international slot uh, able to be traded this year so that's out the window you're not going to be able to do a a Dyson deal where you get um, you know a hundred thousand couple hundred thousand uh, slot room where you can spend Uh, so uh, yeah infield's going to be interesting Um, I'm uh, curious to see how it all plays out And before we get into the next storyline, take a break for our our first, uh, our commercial for the day. So the next storyline that I want to talk about and take a look at is, you know, what I consider trade watch. You know, who's going to get dealt? Uh, Will anybody get dealt? Uh, The way that things are going, um, I would imagine that somebody's probably going to get traded. There's enough of a log jam there. It's short and up the middle in the infield. Uh, and uh, out of the bullpen, there's a, a log jam there. There's some arms that, um, you know, you need to see what you have. And some guys that you, you kind of know what you have, and they have some value. Um, so I'm going to start with, you know, like I said in, in my previous segment, yeah, there's a log jam in the middle infield. And one of the the easiest ways for the pirates to uh, to alleviate that is to trade Adam Frazier. Adam Fraser brings the most value out of those guys um, you kind of know what you're what you have with Adam Frazier he is uh, probably he's the longest tenured guy so you know he's getting up there in you know arbitration and you know controllability isn't as uh, they don't have as much time to you know keep him under team control. Um, he's gonna he's probably gonna get traded at some point this season. I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know by the end of spring training. You know I, I read interview with him. You know he's basically just going about his uh, business and uh, you know not real worried about it. Uh, but I mean, he could bring you not a. A stellar return. You're not going to get what you what you got for like Joe Musgrove for an Adam Frazier, um, but you could you could get a, a couple decent prospects for him. Um, and it really would allow the Pirates to see what they could get and what they have in Kevin Newman, and Cole Tucker, um, by moving one of them, probably Newman to second base. Um, you know he struggled there a little bit last year <laughs> defensively, uh, but. You know, if he can improve there, um, you know, and the bat comes back to where it was in 2019, um, you know, it's worth a shot. The Pirates aren't going to the World Series this year. I don't think anybody is um, under that assumption. So, really, they just kind of need to see what they have already because there's prospects coming. Um, in the next couple years, you're going to have guys like, you know, up even next year, uh, Nick Gonzalez. Um, he is going to factor in there somewhere, um, so space is going to have to be made. Um, uh, O'Neill Cruz, I think O'Neill Cruz will go to the outfield, but he could factor in the short at least for a little bit until like um, Leo Pugero. Once he's ready, he could factor in the sh- in the short. There's guys that project. Um, higher and with a higher ceiling than Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman so they really need to see what they have there so they can possibly deal them but they have to do that now and the way to do that is by trading Adam Frazier Um, that also allows you to give Phil Evans more more time and see what you have there if he if Phil Evans has a good spring he might be in a a trade chip I don't think you get you get much there I think you're better off kind of keeping him around, but, um, I, I think Adam Frazier needs to go, um, to, to free up the pirates to really figure things out. Um, outside of Frazier, um, you have, you have a log jam there, uh, in, in the bullpen as well. You have a lot of, um, younger arms, guys that you need to see what they can do. Um, you know, you've got to get. You're going to have to get Blake Cedarland in there at some point to see, see what he can do. Um, do you trade uh, Richard Rodriguez or Chris Stratton? I think you definitely explore the market, and if somebody's interested, and you know, you Ben Cherrington's getting a a good return, I, I think you pull the trigger on that one or both. I think if you could to free up some spots there's some guys uh, in the minors that could fill into that bullpen and you could really really see what you have because there's more coming um, there's plenty of, of guys who have been starters that won't be able to start at some point will have to convert to the bullpen There, they have you know nick mears and guys like that that are just straight relievers blake wyman is another guy that's kind of under the radar Uh, he's kind of like a Richard Rodriguez doesn't really throw hard, but gets people out. So um, there's, there's potential there. So if you move one or both of those, uh, you can see um, some, some fresh faces out there. I I don't think the pirates are done uh, making moves, signing some minor league free agents, maybe even a major league free agent or two. Um, So I, I think the pen is where you do that. I think if, if, Ben Sherrington is um, is looking. You're looking at guys who provide you value down the road in, in a potential trade. So uh, I, I've always been under, um, in the frame of mind, that closers are one of the most overrated positions in baseball. Um, is it awesome to have the top-of-the-line best closer in baseball, sure. I mean, the Pirates have had some some good closers over the last, you know, 10 years. You know, Joe Hanrahan pitched really well. Mark Melanson pitched really well. Um, Felipe Vasquez pitched really well. And that, that's a nice, it's a luxury to have. I don't think it's something that you need. I think some teams like the Rays and and others uh, have proved that you, know, you don't necessarily need one. If you have you know some, some guys, closer by committee, types more situational things, um, you can have success. So I, But I think that at the same time where, where I feel that it's one of the most overrated positions, I think there are uh, people that really still kind of believe in having that closer. And if you have saves on your stat line, it kind of helps with your with your trade values, so if they could bring in a guy like Shane Green, you know he was has been a closer he pitched um, as a setup man last year, but if you could bring him in, give him the closer spot or at least give him a, a good chunk of save opportunities, uh, come the deadline, you may be able to flip him for um, a prospect or two, you know of course, depending on his production but That's the type of guy the Pirates should be looking at. Um, And you can do that by right now trading, you know, Richard Rodriguez. Free up that roster spot so you don't have to really cut anybody. The Pirates have a couple guys on the roster still that um, could be DFA'd, designated for assignment, you know, pretty much any day. Um, Sean Poppin. I would have said Austin Davis, but he's apparently a little little dinged up. Um, I could see, you know, if they like him enough, Putting him on the DL to try to buy him some more time, but you know, he could again be be DFA'd. Um, and Carson Fulmer also could be DFA'd. I, I like I personally like the idea of giving uh, Carson Fulmer some time in the pen to see if Oscar Marion can do anything with him, and to do that you're he's out of options. You're going to have to clear some clear some space and and you know by trading Stratton or Rodriguez or a guy like Sam Howard. Sam Howard pitched really well last year. You know, if he has a decent spring, I mean, you might be able to flip him. I don't think anybody is safe <laughs> uh really in that pen if uh, if somebody calls with interest. I think Ben Ben Sherrington's going to listen. And if he you know, gets the right value and Feels like what he gets back helps him in the future. Um, then I think he'll he'll pull the trigger there. Um, as far as the other positions, I don't I don't see anybody else. I don't think anybody else will be traded. I still don't. And I mentioned it before in in my previous podcast when I talked about uh, catchers. I really don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. For a guy like Jacob Stallings to be traded, I think if the if a team's starting catcher goes down and they don't really have a lot of depth, um, I think somebody could call about Stallings, and I and I like Jacob Stallings a lot. I like Adam Frazier a lot. Those are I, I, I think they're they're good. They're good team guys, uh, but if you can get some, you're not looking to win right now. You're looking to to build a team, get more potential in that minor league system. So if somebody calls and offers you a couple, uh, low level prospect, lottery ticket prospects, you know, high ceiling, type guys, for Jacob Stallings, I, th- I think you take it. Um, you have other guys in camp like uh, Tony Walters, um, uh, Michael Perez. They all work well with pitchers. They're good defensive guys. Uh, you might be able to, to trade one of those guys, but I really don't think that's going to happen. Maybe Walters, instead of you know knowing that he m- might not make the team and he could opt out, you might be able to trade him. But they're really probably only going to get like, a cash return. So, again, I don't think it's impossible um, that... Stallings um, gets traded. I don't think it's very likely, uh, at least to start the year. But um, and then the rotation, uh, <laughs> I I still wouldn't be shocked. You know, if another, especially if a, if another team has a couple injuries, uh, to see Chad Cool or Stephen uh dealt uh, at this point. I mean, in the rumors you heard about heard some speculation heard their names being kicked around earlier uh, haven 't heard anything in a while, so i don 't think they're actively being shopped i don 't know if Ben Sherrington's really actively shopping anybody. I think he 's probably just listening waiting for you know a good deal um, they 've got a little bit of a log jam in the uh, i 'm saying log jam a lot they got a little bit of a cluster there as well in in the back end of the rotation you have JT Brewbaker uh you have uh, Cody Pounce Will Crow uh, to a lesser extent you know some of the the prospects that they that they got Miguel uh her age, James Marvel even to a lesser extent um, and you really kind of you need to see what they're going to do. They could go to AAA and start the year if needed. Uh, one of them probably will be the fifth starter, unless the Pirates do something else and uh, you know acquire a starter somehow. Um, so I-, I wouldn't be shocked if one of those guys is is traded. Uh, I think by the deadline, one or one or both, as long as they're healthy and if they produce like they did last year or even better, I think I think Brawl. Um, has some value because he's the lefty. Um, and if he can do what he did last year, I think he's a good trade chip. I think Chad Cool, if Chad Cool continues to build off of what he did last year, you know, coming off of Tommy John, um, I think there's untapped potential there with Chad Cool. I think he could take a, a big step forward this year. Uh, you know, he was able to, you know, come back last year and pitch, get some game action, um, get him out there again this year for a full season. As long as he, you know, stays healthy, um, I like I like Chad Cool a lot. I think that he could bring you a decent return um, down the road. I think you give him a shot, see what he can do, and he's only going to increase um, his value. So those are the guys, those are the type of moves that I could see the Pirates uh, still uh, making this year um, before the season starts. So uh, we'll see what happens. then I think um one of the other things that's going to be f- a little fun and interesting uh to watch here with the pirates uh, in spring training are all the prospects in in camp they have a lot of interesting guys on on their 40 man but on their non-roster invitee list guys that they don't have to put on on the 40 man yet and and I'm I'm excited to see some of these guys play uh, you know last year didn't get to see a whole lot of didn't get to see any minor league baseball uh and that was that was missed. Uh, I love watching minor league baseball. I love going uh, to as many games as possible and seeing these prospects develop. Uh, so I mean, the Pirates are loaded. Um they have a lot of guys in camp right now who uh who are the future. And if they can develop, you know, this team in a couple of years, could be very, very good. Um, some of those guys that that I'm excited to see, of course, uh, Quinn Priester. I really want to see him pitch against uh, some major league hitters. Um, you know, the reports on him are that you know he's he's pretty advanced. Uh, you know, he's not not even uh, he's not even 21 yet. Uh, so you know, the sky's the limit with this kid. Uh, you know he he's got good stuff. He's always he's always said he's got a good approach, a good work ethic. He's you know made adjustments. You know even before uh, he got drafted uh, to prepare himself. So um, he's going to be fun uh, and interesting to watch. Uh, another guy, uh, Cody Bolton. Um, I really kind of want to. I want I want to see him pitch. I did see him pitch uh, in Altoona in 2019. Um, and he's got good stuff Uh, so he's going to be interesting and then the infield (laughs) there's a handful of guys here who could be who are the infield of the future and if they develop and develop like a lot of people think they should they could be they could be very (laughs) very good um, and this is why the pirates really need to get the guys uh, who they think might have potential. Um, need to get them playing time. Um, who, ones that are already on the the forty man, like Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman, and and, and guys like that, to see what they have. But because there's there's other guys coming. Uh, like I said, er, you know earlier in the middle infield, you have Nick Gonzalez, uh, Leo Vergara, and uh, Jaiwan Bay. Middle infield and then over first, Mason Martin. I'm really looking forward to seeing him hit. Uh, he's got you know big power potential from the left side. You know, you get him over at first base. The, the Pirates, you know, for years, uh, were missing that, uh, that big first baseman. I mean, that was kind of it's always been one of their Achilles' heels. Uh, you know they thought they had it with Bell and Josh Bell and kind of tailed off so that's gonna those guys are gonna be fun to watch i mean it's it's a lot of potential there uh you know Nick gonzalez a lot of people consider him the top prospect in the organization or you know top two or three uh Beguero falls right in that category as well a lot of projectability there uh you know Baguero's not even he's twenty just turned twenty the end of December, uh, so these are, these are young guys, and, uh, you, it's always fun to dream, um, that was, the, you know, with Neil Huntington, that was always the thing, you know, they, they dreamed, they had these guys who projected well, and that's why we are where we are, and I've talked about that, it's just, there wasn't the development there, and, and Charrington has done a really good job of bringing guys in, whether it be through the draft or through trades, uh, he inherited some good guys you know with Bay and Martin um, Bolton who i mentioned uh, you know if they can develop them uh, into you know major league players who you know reach their ceiling or you know even just slightly below this could be a great team in the outfield outfield has a couple uh, a couple guys um i think the infield looks a lot stronger uh, but I, I want to see Travis Swaggerty play. Uh, Swaggerty, you know, first-round pick. Uh, when they drafted him, I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but that was kind of uh, Neil Huntington's M.O. Um, if he didn't have a top, you know, five pick, uh, you, he would tend to, you know, draft somebody who's definitely signable and then use that money later uh, to, you know, steal some people from some college Commitments. I want to see Swaggerty hit. He needs to be consistent with his bat. Uh, I saw some clips of him taking batting practice uh, yesterday. I mean, batting practice is fun to watch. Uh, Everybody hits well in batting practice, but Swaggerty looked good. So, if he can get consistent with the bat, we could see him this year. I don't. I think probably next year, but it's not totally impossible. uh, You know, with a couple. Couple guys get hurt, or you know, just don't produce. Um, you know, he's waiting in the wings. And Smith, uh, uh, Kane, and Smith, uh, Najiba. um, guy they got from the Yankees, big strong guy. Um, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, just saw some clips of him taking batting practice. He is, he is strong. He could uh, develop uh, some. Pretty 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 impressive power numbers. Uh but again, still pretty young. So we'll see what we get there. Cal Mitchell's another one. I like Cal Mitchell a lot. He's got some pop. Uh you know, I think all these guys will start probably double A. I could see Swaggerty maybe making the jump to triple A last year. Should have been his double A year. Actually Cal Mitchell could probably be in triple A as well. He did uh he, he's right on that same track. Uh, but you know you know we'll see what what happens with the outfield um one guy who's in who just got added to the non roster invitee list is hunter owen um, Hunter Owen is listed as an outfielder on the official m l b list of non roster guys for the pirates uh, he could play anywhere so if if he produces um if he hits well in spring training i think he'll start the year at triple a but don't be surprised if you see him uh, come up as a filler especially if there's some injuries he can play first he can play third he can play probably the corner outfield uh, he a couple of 2019 uh, he showed some some good some good pop um in in double a he got a promotion to triple a kind of struggled there a little bit and and was hurt uh missed you know last year would have been his triple a year, so uh, we'll see what happens with him, but he's kind of intriguing um it'll be interesting to see what what he does uh um, but i mean there's there's a lot here uh also out of the pen, one guy who I'm curious to see uh is uh Gary de los santos he hasn't pitched above a ball he's done really well in winter leagues. Uh we'll see what we get with him. There was some talk that you know, he was up for the rule 5 this year. And there was some talk that you know the pirates liked him enough that they were th- they were contemplating adding him um even though he, you know, limited experience. Uh, they like his stuff. Um so but you know he they didn't protect him. He made it through. So I he's one of the, he could just be a late bloomer one of those guys that kind of shoots shoots up um through a couple levels of the minors pretty quickly makes his way into um the major league bullpen but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot to like about what we're going to see in spring training as long as you can get past that you're not seeing um a world series team um this year it very well could be a world series team in a couple years it's like uh, I am a glass half full um, Pirates fan, so um, I try to um, stay in the middle of the road and not, you know, dive too deep into the "we'll never win" with Bob Nutting as the of as the owner. I, I don't think Ben Charrington would have taken this job if he thought uh, if he didn't have some insurances that uh, Bob Nutting was on board with his plan. Um, you know they're gonna have they're gonna have a cluster of guys coming up, uh, that could be very good. And then what's nice with that is if you are in contention, you have a pool to trade from. That was always Neil Huntington's plan was to have all these right-handed pitchers who you drafted out of high school who had high ceilings and had the projectable build. Have them all be kind of be ready at the same time and be able to trade them. And he did trade some when they were contending um, to get. Guys like Marlon Byrd and, and different, different guys like that to, to fill the holes down the stretch. But uh, other than that, they really never developed like they should have. So, you know, if uh, you're watching for the future here, uh, and that's, that's going to be interesting um, and, and fun to see. So that's it for today's episode. Um, just giving, talking through some 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 interesting storylines uh, for the Pirates in, in spring training this year. Uh, excited for for game action to start and to see some some guys play. Even you know some guys that you know aren't listed on their roster, some of their prospects. Guys will will get plugged in just to get some innings or bats. That's always fun to see. So, um, you know. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, no, what am I drinking today? I'm not really drinking anything. Um, water. Uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, but, um, again, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, you know, check out my uh, blog, www.buckofeverpodcast.com. Um, I am on social media, Twitter, at, at feverbucko of the Book of Fever podcast, as well as uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can go to Instagram. There's not a lot there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I appreciate any feedback. I've got some, I've had some good uh, feedback so far on, um, on Twitter. I really appreciate that. But, you know, reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Uh, and then tune in next time. I'll probably talk about some prospects. So, again, thanks for listening. Have a good one.